0: Welcome to episode two of Rock
1: Talk for Safety, Sensing and Connectivity. I'm Nathan Balakrishnan. And I'm Rob Mosher. So Nathan, uh, what's today's uh, topic? Well, Rob, we have Derek Charge here with us to tell us all about safety light curtains. That's great, Nathan. Hey, Derek, uh, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to have you with us. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Hi, Nathan. Hi, Rob. It's great to be here. I've been with Rockwell now for just over two and a half years. I'm based in the Edinburgh office in Scotland and I'm responsible for the company's range of safety light curtains, the 445L Safe 2 and 4 and Micro 400 and the Shield 440L and 450L families and I also have the the 45 DLA and 45 MLA light arranged since they're based on very similar technology to the light curtains. In terms of my background and how I came to join Rockwell, I'm a time-served electronic engineer with GC Ferranti who specialise in defence, military avionics and aerospace products which I think is key to know since it has instilled an extremely high quality bar in me. After my apprenticeship, I moved on to a company called Diagnostic Instruments, which was later acquired by SKF, who are the bearing people, and it became the SKF Condition Monitoring Centre. I worked there for nearly 18 years with roles in production and technical customer support before becoming product manager there. And that's actually where I was first introduced to Rockwell Automation. SKF designed, manufactured, and sold portable condition monitoring data collectors to Rockwell, such as the NPAC 900, 1200, and 2500, which I think is now the Bulletin 1441 Dynamics 2500 model. And I spent a lot of time working with my Rockwell counterparts and their team. I then moved on to a startup medical device company as a product development manager. I was there for for over 7 years and after the initial development, verification and validation phases, I spent a lot of time working on the transfer to manufacture and then managing production. Just before coming into this role with Rockwell, I'd actually taken a year out to complete a master's degree in supply chain and sustainability management. And I was writing my dissertation on total productive maintenance when I received a call from a recruitment agent asking if I'd be interested in working with Rockwell and had I ever heard of them. Um, honestly, I had no intention of coming back into product management when I made the decision to do my master's. But while I was doing the research for my dissertation project, I realised how much I loved and really missed going on site and working with customers, speaking to them about issues and coming up, up with solutions for them. So, and whilst I didn't have a functional safety background coming into the role, as you've heard, I do have extensive experience in the industrial space. And there are actually many parallels between medical devices and functional safety. All of that, coupled with the fact that I had worked so closely with many Brockwell staff visited many of the facilities numerous times and had such a positive overall impression of the company and the culture. It was an easy decision for me to make. Well, Dara, it seems like you've done a lot. So coming to today's topic, what is a light curtain and how can customers use them to make machines safer? Nathan, I'll start to answer that question by saying that machine builders and employers have a, a legal requirement in many parts of the world to ensure safety of supplied machinery and personnel in the workplace. The light curtain and other safety devices only form part of the solution, and it's it's essential that a risk assessment is conducted to determine the most appropriate device or devices and steps are taken. And that may or may not include a light curtain. And also that any safety devices are installed and operated correctly, such as observing minimum safety distances and all other regulations are adhered to, including performing routine maintenance, etc., to ensure the potential for harm is reduced as much as possible. So Following that little disclaimer, I'll, I'll now give you a fairly high level description of light curtains. They come under the, the ESPE, Electrosensitive Protective Equipment Category, and are often also known as AOPD, which is Active Optoelectronic Protective Devices. You can think of it as, a, as an electronic, optoelectronic fence or barrier. It's a pair of sticks where typically one side transmits light beams and the other side receives them. If there's any interruption of the transmitted beams, the light curtain can't physically stop whatever caused the interruption like a fence or barrier would, but it will detect this and cause the OSSD, the safety output, to to switch off the hazardous machinery or operation. Um, It will be stopped by the, the safety relay or safety controller that's connected between it and the light curtain. Light curtains are available in different presence detection resolutions, that is how close or far apart the light beams are from each other for different applications. So a point of operation control POC model is typically mounted close to the hazard at the point of operation where operators frequently interact with the machine as part of a process and these need to be able to detect either finger, hand or an arm. Whereas sometimes you need to protect the perimeter around an operation in these perimeter access control pack cases, You don't need to detect if a person, their whole body, enters the protected area so that the hazardous machinery or operation can be stopped or brought to a safe state before the person could reach it.
1: Interesting. So, so Derek, are there particular applications which lend themselves to using a light curtain rather than, say, some other method or device?
0: Yes, so there are good examples in both the POC and PAC applications mentioned above. Wherever hard guarding fences and gates were previously used, light curtains can be used as an alternative and offer a much more flexible solution, especially in the modern manufacturing environment where very often equipment is required to be reconfigured more frequently to produce different products or variants whilst minimising the downtime. With a light curtain there are no hard guards to remove or reposition so access is completely unhindered, quick and easy. It really is a win-win for companies as they, they safeguard their personnel whilst also increasing productivity. And I, I would say that light curtains are particularly well suited to muting and blanking applications.
1: Oh, muting and blanking. So What are these and how do they work?
0: Okay, sure, Nathan. So the definition of blanking according to the standards is... A function that permits an object of a size greater than the detection capability of the ESPE to be located within the detection zone without causing an off state. In practice, what that means is that sensing of one or more beams in the protective field are disabled or blanked. That is, if they are interrupted, it won't cause the light curtain to switch off. Now, there are different types of blanking defined by the standards, so let me explain each a little further. Fixed blanking. It's where a fixed beam position or positions have been taught or configured to be blanked. So, if there is an interruption, it makes no difference to the light curtain. This is used for applications where you would always expect the interruption to be present. So, for example, where a conveyor belt or a fixture obstructs the protective field in normal use. These beams continue to be monitored by the light curtain and if any of the blanked areas become unblanked, this would cause the light curtain safety outputs to turn off. Floating blanking is where an object is allowed to move up and down within the specified beam range. Again, this is monitored, so if there's no interruption or the object detected is outside of the limit set, so if it's bigger or if it's smaller, this will cause the light curtain safety outputs to switch off. For this application, think about the constant feed of material into a processor, even for the previous application where there's a lot of vibration and your conveyor is moving up and down. Most people only think of fixed and floating blanking, but 450L also has a type of blanking called reduced resolution, and that can be configured via Connected Components Workbench or Studio 5000 if you're working with the the SIP safety version. This is very similar to the floating blanking, but this time it's not monitored. It will allow intermittent interruption of the beams within the set limits without causing the light curtain safety outputs to turn off. And for muting, the muting function is a temporary suspension of the light curtain sensing. Provided muting sensors detect the object approaching and leaving the light curtain in the correct sequence, depending on the type of muting configured, the light curtain is muted to allow the object to pass through into the hazardous area of the process or machine. However, if a person were to attempt to enter the dangerous zone, this would be detected and the machinery would, would stop. This is frequently used at the end of a conveyor or a production line for palletizing, pallet wrapping applications, etc. I would also like to add that 450L has the flexibility to allow up to eight zones across its height to be configured with any combination of muting and blanking setup. In addition to this, we allow up to four sub-configurations to quickly and easily change between different setups, which is very useful for customers that frequently need to reconfigure for different products coming through their operations. Simply select the desired sub configuration using a switch or through your HMI, and the new sub configuration is applied without any shutdown or time offline to reconfigure.
1: That's that's fascinating, Uh, Derek. Thank you. Can you tell us uh, more about Rockwell's light curtains? What makes them different?
0: That's a great question, Rob, as our 450L model is quite unique on a few fronts. So, first of all, the 450L has a single stick architecture which means that it's a transceiver rather than a traditional transmitter and receiver and i I do think there's a misunderstanding amongst users and prospective customers that the transceiver term means it can be used as a transmitter or receiver which is true but 450l actually does both at the same time both transmitter and receiver sticks transmit and receive during normal operation secondly the functionality of 450l is determined by which plugin module you insert into it You can have basic on-off, or for 450LE, more advanced features such as muting, blanking, and cascading. Thirdly, 450L has no dead zone. It's capable of detection from the bottom of the stick all the way to the top. Finally, and certainly by no means least, 450L is, is available now as a SIP safety over Ethernet IP option. Those sound like great features, Derek, but how do they really help our customers? Yeah, Nathan, they are. Now, let me explain. So, the single-stick architecture allows more flexibility in terms of inventory and applications It can be used for most, if not all, customers have maintenance policies that require them to keep spares or critical parts, and rather than having to stock a pair of light curtains, customers of 450L just need to keep one stick to cover both transmitter and receiver functionality. Likewise for the plugins, we do offer dedicated transmitter and receiver plugins, but we also offer a a universal plugin that gives basic on-off functionality. Again, one universal plugin covers both functions, so reducing the maintenance stock inventory levels. Additionally, should you find that you need or want to upgrade the functionality of a light curtain in the future, you can do this with 450L just by replacing the plugin, which has its significantly more economical solution than replacing the entire light curtain system. Having no dead zone is particularly useful where you need to mount the light curtain within the machine's frame as it allows for the entire opening to be protected with no gaps at the top or bottom like you have on some light curtains, where the alignment laser setting switches or indicator LEDs are often located as that could potentially result in an unsafe installation and allow personnel to access the hazardous operation undetected. SIP Safety Uh, is our latest addition and it, it allows premier integration into Alan Bradley's integrated architecture of smart products so any customer with Studio 5000 and a Logix control system can easily and quickly add smart devices from Alan Bradley such as the 450L SIP Safety into an environment they're familiar with. In addition to reducing integration complexity, premier integration reduces engineering time and cost whilst also improving productivity through remote configuration and diagnostics.
1: That's great, Derek. So, so what new features or capabilities are you planning uh, for Rockwell's uh, 450L line of light curtains?
0: Another great question, Rob. Our listeners will think we scripted this. So it has been a busy time on 450L with a new firmware release just over a year ago to allow software configuration and right at the end of last year the addition of the SIP safety capability. We're continuing to extend the 450L family and its capabilities. Right now the engineering team is hard at work on two more 450L related projects. The one that will be seen first with a provisionally scheduled release date of November this year, is a firmware enhancement for the 450LE POC models to introduce interference rejection. Now, cross-talk and optical interference is an issue for all light curtains and not just 450L, but I do think it's fair to say that the beam coding as currently implemented on the 450L light curtain, which is primarily a safety feature, is not what users would traditionally think beam coding is or should give them when it has been enabled. I'm not going to get into the technical details here, but if any listeners are interested in learning more on this subject, I'm happy for them to contact me and we can discuss it in greater depth. The, the new interference rejection feature will be complementary to the beam coding feature that already exists on 450LE and will greatly improve immunity to light interference from adjacent light curtains. An additional benefit to this new feature, and I think this is great, is that 450LE with the new firmware will be able to be butted up hard against each other, so the limitation that we have just now, having to maintain a minimum spacing gap, will be completely removed. And I think this is good for 450 l as it will allow us to uh, be used for more applications than it currently is today. Next up will be the introduction of pack models into the 450 l family, and that has a scheduled release date of March 2022. Unfortunately we had to discontinue the standard operating range 445L SAFE 2 and SAFE 4 POC models due to a a component obsolescence and we will shortly need to do the same for the pack models that remain. We continue to offer other pack models from the 440L and Micro 400 ranges and this 450L pack introduction helps fill out the portfolio giving customers even more choice. In the not-so-distant future, we will also be working on extended operating range models for the 450L pack, and we also have more plans going into the future to continue the ongoing development of 450L. Well, thank you, Derek. It was a pleasure having you in this session of Rock Talk for Safety, Sensing and Connectivity. Thanks for inviting me on, and I hope the listeners find it useful.
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, Derek. So, Nathan, uh, what's our next topic? Well, Rob, coming up next is Lindsey Gao and John Rima, who will tell us all about safety encoders. Sounds good. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Please uh, go ahead and like us and comment and share your ideas for future episodes. So uh, see you next time, everybody. Thanks. Yes, see you all next time.